We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mavs and Moneyball's Group Therapy. I'm Kirk Henderson, as you know. Just had a great time watching that basketball game. Mavericks have now won six in a row, their longest win streak since the March, April-ish time zone of 2016. Um, That was two presidents ago. It's been a while, um, is the point. And it was really, really fun to watch the Mavericks probably get uh, at least in my mind, one of their signature wins of the season. Uh, the Bulls are very, very good. Uh, and they didn't necessarily catch them on a off shooting night. They just won. Uh, it, it was really impressive. Nice to watch. Um, Luca eventually kind of find something, you know, he had an incredible stat line, but odd, uh, shooting game from him only eight to 23 from the floor. Uh, really great Josh Green game, probably his best game of his career, if you're asking me. I know these had some interesting moments. Um, the, the Houston game was a lot of fun, but Houston sucks. So seeing him, uh, put up 18 points in 22 minutes is really, really, um, really fun. Nice to watch Luca with a athlete. Um, and you know, Jalen Brunson played a really a strong game again. Maxi Kleba looked like an athlete. The minutes were down for a lot of Mavericks players, uh, which was something and, you know, if we've been talking about that for almost two years now, about how they have to sort of get some of these, they have to curb the minutes of some of these guys of whom they're asking too much. And Josh Green really, really allows um, that to happen if he's just biting minutes. Um, and and it's just nice to see because at this point last year, the Mavericks were winning some basketball games, but they were doing it at kind of the expense of the long-term health of everyone on the team. So, okay, let's, uh, let's get in and out tonight because uh, it's Sunday. We all got to go to work tomorrow and we will see how things are going. Coming up first, my man Jordan. How are we doing, Jordan? Hey, Kirk. How are you? I'm good. Well, I just uh, was really proud of our um, tenacity because there were like several times where the Bulls would go on a run and you're like, oh, this is it. 
this is and then you know maybe dorian would make a defensive stop or even dwight would make a defensive stop it was just like every time we just okay calm this down let's get back into the game and it was just great and we usually don't do that there was a play at the end of the third quarter where luca made a really cool pass to bullock for an open corner three and he missed it long and the bulls went down and cut the lead to four just before the fourth quarter and i thought to myself oh no Mm-hmm. And then they I did. did, what they did. <laughs> I mean, it went from being a nine point game to being a four point game, basically in a, in a, in a possession. And so I just thought things were going to go to hell in the handbasket because the bulls are a good basketball team and very good. It didn't happen <laughs> for the second game in a row. The Mavericks absolutely closed the door. No, not second game in a row, but you know, they, they did this to the warriors the other night where they just closed the yeah. door and closed it hard in a way that we've just not seen because how many times the last three years, including aspects this year where we watched the Mavericks play not to lose as opposed to going yeah. to win. And they, they played to win today. Like they, that was definitely the biggest difference. And I don't know if it's just, I'm not sure completely what all it is other than, uh, you said that about the athlete with Josh Green, but even uh, like Dwight and Chris, I think they like Dwight is finally healthy again, and so that brings another dimension uh, where it, it kind of freaks out defenses when Luca's on a break and he's got an athlete to throw it to. I mean, because the Josh Green's alley oop dunk was gross because that was an in traffic alley oop dunk like that. Yeah, we don't we don't get many of those outside of the pick and rolls where somebody misplays Dwight Powell. Like, there just aren't many. This is, you know, it's not – we've not had that in, in in Dallas in a long time. So it was fun to see. Yeah. Yeah, it was just awesome. So it was a, a good win, and I was really happy. Like, at, you know, I've, other than Luca shooting, everybody else was awesome. So Yeah, it's fun. Well, what else you got for us? If you want to gloat about Josh Green, you're, you're allowed. That's the whole point. Okay, well – um. As of right now, Josh Green has scored more points in the last two games than – There we go. So, What's that? Um, like that poll. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that, that I'll just leave that there. I'll just leave that there. That, that'll be my gloating. Outstanding. So. Thanks, Jordan. Hope you're doing well. I am. You have a great day. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> All right. Um, coming up next, my man Christian, who is in uh, the Chicago area, so he has had to deal with these damn fans. How's it going, buddy? Hey, uh, man, it feels uh, good to get this win because I went to the game uh, in Chicago, and it was not pretty. It was not fun. And so it feels good tonight to uh, to get a good win against a good team and really – I mean, we've beaten several good to solid teams over this uh, past week or so. So, you know, I I uh, tweeted something saying that if the Mavericks held the Bulls under 106, I would believe in this defense. And they have me believing, that's for sure. Um, I, I could not have seen this, uh, you know, prior to the season starting. But I was wondering uh, your thoughts on if you think that's, you know, a Jason Kidd thing, and obviously it's it, it's everybody. But 
it, or do you think that Sean Sweeney delete, uh, deserves a lot of the kind of praise for this defensive turnaround? Kirk, you there? This is what I get for not knowing how to run my own app. Um, it's incredible that it, it took this long because I was really hoping that, that people would bring these takes out after the first win where they dumped all the champagne or water or whatever on him uh, after the win the other night. I, I don't know. Coaching is a difficult job is, is my first answer. And I think that these guys, like, like kid went to Sweeney specifically for the third time. I think the third time he might've been kids like chief, one of his chief assistants. So there's some sort of collaboration there that is a value. Um, I don't really love kids use of timeouts. I sometimes get very confused by that. There's some like, and then his coaching challenges like statistically suck. He's not very good at them, but I mean, and, and this whole thing together, these guys all work in, in one unit. They have to, otherwise there's too much work to get done. Too many decisions to be made. Um, it's, it's the collective buy-in I think has been nice. And the fact that they've been willing to use um, more of the roster than Carlisle was last year has helped. So it's, you know, if, if you assume, and you know, I think we have to, that they have, they had a plan and that they're currently now executing it. And, you know, sometimes things just happen at the right times. I was just got done bitching about this with Josh, where one of the things that pisses me off about social media, where it's like, we're all you people talking about how the Mavs are maybe only going to make the play in game where it's like, look, they played shitty basketball for a month longer. Like I, they were the bottom 10 in both offensive and decent defensive efficiency for a long time. Like that happened. The fact that they're playing better now is great. And there's really no other way to say it. And I'm enjoying it. And I probably will try not to read too much into it because I think getting into the, getting into the why is, is very, is um, it's, it's, it can take some of the fun out of it sometimes. So for now, I'm just going to lean in. Yeah. I, I think that what you're seeing is, you know, you know, beyond the details and nuances of it, you know, in just a very general sense and, you know, uh, complained a lot about it last year is they are just every night, regardless of the opponent, uh, playing hard, playing with effort and playing with energy in a way that, you know, was was missing last year. Um and, uh, you know, obviously the, the other kind of big thing is with Josh Green, just the confidence uh, that he has is very evident. Last year when he dribbled the ball, it looked like he was like, you know, just freaking out having to dribble. And, sure. um, you know, seeing what he brings to the table like that athleticism, uh, and pushing the ball in transition, you know, good passer, all of those kind of things. I think if he can start knocking down the three regularly, I mean, he did have that above the break three uh, earlier, which was, you know, nice to see. But I, I think uh, if he can navigate screens better on defense, you know, sure. it's exciting to see. For yeah, sure. the, the screen navigation is interesting. That's just hard. Um, and that, that's the sort of thing where you got to just play. Um, and we've, you know, big picture. I don't know if I'm ever going to be a big Josh Green guy. I just, I can't bring myself to do it. Big picture. But if he's able to give them 20 minutes a night 
and they're able to distribute those minutes in a way that lets other players get more rest. And then he, you know, occasionally provides a spark. Like if he can be a bonus as opposed to a necessity, that really is awesome. Like tonight he was a, he was a bonus that helped lead them to win. And and it's just fun. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, you know, the fact is he's still very young, Um, you know, and if, if thing if he starts doing things on a consistent basis, like I, you know, I'm excited what he's doing the regular season. I do have a feeling that, you know, obviously uh, can't get too far ahead of ourselves. He's really probably not going to play much in the playoffs. And I would be fearful. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like that stuff. It's, it's, you know, they're not even at the halfway point of the season yet. So you give this guy, let's say he plays 32 of the next 42 games, which is what they have left in the season. And he gets, 15 to 18 minutes like that sort of seasoning is you just gotta you just gotta get yeah kid will cut his rotations and cut the minutes of that sort of thing when if the Mavericks make the playoffs but I don't know I've seen weird stuff happen you know I just like that that it's an op that it's an option that it's like it's no longer I mean I said in this very green room that I don't think Josh Green is going to be a player I've said this I am on the record of saying this in the past I'm currently being proven wrong and that's a delight I, it's so much more fun to be wrong and have the Mavericks win because him being a bust was a very dark timeline for these Mavericks with the guys that are playing around him and uh, meaning who are. Drunk. Yeah. And if we're being honest, you know, we're going to still take all virtually all of those other players still uh, over them if we could do it over. But the, you know, this is the reality of it and seeing him get an opportunity and actually do something with it. Uh, is certainly exciting, and you know I think at the end of the day he's he's improved from year one to year two, and if he could just keep building on it, you know we could have at minimum a rotation player that uh, can do something. So it's fun, and um, you know good win, good week, good couple of weeks really. Uh, and we haven't lost in 2022. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate you bringing me up, Kirk. Uh, hope you have a good night. You and your family stay safe, and everyone else in the room, your families are safe as well. And uh, have- you too, buddy. Okay, let's fly through some folks and see what we got going on. Um, Chris, hey, Kirk, how you doing? I am all right. Yeah, six game winning streak. Uh, it's kind of hard to believe it's been six years, you know, since late 2016, and that going into the playoffs that we had that six game winning streak. That's, that's pretty, pretty nuts. But um, with us being four and a half games behind Memphis, I mean, we're like halfway through the season, but really if we keep our head above water, just at best stay in that fifth seat, I would love to go against, against Memphis just, just for payback against, well, you know, it's not really payback, but you know, Desmond Bain's comment, he lit a fire under Josh Green. Wouldn't that be funny? Just like, Josh Green, how he's playing right now, if he just gets even better. I mean, I'm not going to overreact. I mean, just I'm I'm really happy for Josh Green because I've been rooting for him this whole time. I mean, we drafted him in the first round, 18th overall. I mean, might as well get something out of him because everybody's like, we should have got this guy or that guy. Yeah, maybe we should have got Desmond Bain. But, I mean, I think with him playing alongside Luca, this is the best-case scenario for Josh Green right now. And, you know, with Desmond Bain's comment, I don't know if it was a Jason Kidd thing or a Mark Cuban thing saying, screw it, we're going to put him on the floor and he's just going to develop. I mean, 
What do you think about that? <laughs> I'm not sure what really caused it. Whatever it did, I'm glad it happened, though, because he hadn't been playing enough. Um, I would rather see Green before I would like to see Moses. I mean, we've had some of these experiments that have come and gone already. And, you know, Green is just – he plays a more important position relative to the way basketball is played now. So him him being functional, functional, even if it's just as a guy who soaks up minutes is – yeah, and yeah. that's my biggest my person. Like Jalen Brunson's doing or what Luca's doing. He just play off the ball, do athletic stuff, you know, get in transition, do alley oops. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really good on defense. Play hard. Like the ball has energy. And one thing that he helps with, because Luca Luca sometimes just likes to play chess a little too much with what's going on the floor. And like the the frenetic, am I using that word right? Like the energy that 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 Green brings is so damn chaotic sometimes. And I think it, it can be both good and bad. But I think I would rather see it than not. And, I think and Derek, I just, Har- Har- Derek Harper said it best on the broadcast. Uh, he's whoa. got weird, weird athleticism is what he called it. I like that. Do I like something Harp said? Man, the end times are nigh. <laughs> at, at this juncture in the game, it was a weird athleticism. So. Yeah. Well, it's like the man jumps off two feet and his forehead is near the rim, which like that, like two footed jumpers are just different for, for yeah. me. Like Russell Westbrook's like that. There's a lot of like power that come from two handed leaper or two footed leapers anyway. Yeah. He's kind of has that kind of a young Russell Westbrook. I mean, Westbrook obviously was better, you know, I, I believe his second year obviously than Josh Green was, but uh, just give him more time to develop. I mean, not playing garbage minutes develop. I mean, being yeah. important moments of the game and we're beating the Warriors and the Bulls. I mean, the Nuggets were shorthanded, yeah, but just keep this going. I mean, this is a good stretch of the season. Just keep it going. But I'm just curious. I mean, because I, I want to give KP a chance throughout this season and, of course, in the playoffs. I, I really wouldn't want to trade him, you know. Yeah, I mean, I want them to make a move and stuff this season, but just give him, you know, give him a shot. But I would just think that if they were trying to trade him anyway, they probably wouldn't get much for him just because of the health concerns like we've always sure. talked about. So. I'm just wondering who, what else we need just to – I mean, obviously you're going to want to keep Marquise Chris because ever since we've had him, I don't think we've lost. So um, I don't really – I didn't really notice much too tonight about him play, playing great. Uh, I think no, he didn't, great. and that's okay. Because that like you go through the box score and you kind of look at what guys did, and some guys played like ass. Like Tim didn't have a good game again, and you didn't notice it because other guys picked up the pace, and that's sort of what was lacking in, in 2020, uh, the previous season. And and that when certain guys didn't play well, they lost every time. Yeah. Versus- I just want Tim Hardaway Jr. to stop taking through. Just go in, do those dunks. He do, he did a good drive to the basket layup. Just hit him with those impulsive threes, or they're just I, they're driving me insane all season long. I mean, he's he's one of the reasons why. I mean, it was at first Reggie Bullock too and Dorian Finney Smith, but they're hitting their threes now, and he's still kind of like one of the last ones that really hasn't you know, had a really great, had many great, great games consistently. So mm-hmm. I, I'm concerned about him. So, uh, no, a lot of places just, to go. I'm, I'm choosing right now to think that there's room for growth. Yes. For, for these guys. Definitely on the high. Everything's still good. We got the Knicks on Wednesday. Let's just keep this rolling. Keep this winning streak alive. Let's do it. That's right. Thanks buddy. Talk soon. Okay. All right. All right. Coming up next, Mr. Dang, what's happening, my friend? How you doing tonight? Hit that unmute button for us. Hey, Kirk. Sorry about How's that. How's it going? Oh, much better. I hope I live long enough to see another long playoff run. Holy cow. I'm on cloud nine. This is amazing. Oh Winning God. is good. 
is good. I, I, I hate to call him not contradict about anything, but oh my god, we have to say that we have been validated having only one big man in the rotation. The wings, people have slipped on defense. Just validated everything we've said throughout the whole season. Mm. The Interesting. Because we don't have two guys clogging the lane on offense. You know? And we have wings that can switch very quickly and adapt. Yeah. The defense guy, stuff is interesting because they played with, with both KP and Luca, but I don't think they played with KP and Luca since they started playing better defense, and that's going to be kind of the next big tell because historically they just haven't played very well together. But KP was pretty banged up last year, and two years ago Luca was not good at all at defense, and now I think he just makes poor choices. So it's a little bit of, you know, I'm going to be interested to see when, when, because I'm pretty sure uh, Porzingis should be back for the next game. I hope so. I'd like to really see it happen. And then plus, I mean, what value does KP have to be traded anyways? You know, he has no value. So the best case scenario is he plays the best he can within the situation that we have. I just hope we keep Coach Sweeney and get rid of Jason Kidd. <laughs> I love these things. Everybody's just hot again. Because, I mean, I think a lot of us, and myself included, was just – and I, I still don't know what to think about Kid. I'm probably not going to back off that take in the long run. But for right now, they're winning, and I just, I'm choosing not to care about anything else other than being happy about that. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely right. Sometimes, you know, we just got to savor these moments because who knows how long this is going to last, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Well, thanks, man. You got anything else? No, sir. It's just so glad to see six wins in a row. It's been since 2016. It seems like 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if they win, and if they win uh, Wednesday night, it will be their longest win streak since 2011, where they had an eight-game win streak, a 10-game win streak, and a 12-game win streak. They, you know, and obviously that team won the championship. So uh, let's let's uh, let's lean into those vibes. Oh yeah, Cinderella. Hopefully, you'll strike twice. That's right. All right, boss. Talk soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Mm, sure thing. All right. Jared, how's your Monday going? First day back at work since Christmas. So oh, brutal. <laughs> but, hey, at least you're a tr- Yeah. Um, before that game, I was a bit wary of um, how, how much to take out of the last – we still a half a dozen games because um, same. It's the season. It's been pretty weird because yeah, they haven't been playing too many teams at full strength and but um the um the Golden State win they were they were pretty much near full strength and and that win kind of sh- seemed to show that the the, the team's kind of taken a bit of a step up from what they were before Luca got injured. Um, so we'll take that and um see what happens when KP comes back into the rotation. Um. That'll be interesting to see who who loses minutes. Um, it will be. It will be because offensively they always tend to play pretty well with KP and Luca together. It's defensively that they've lost sort of their structure. And I just I know Porzingis is concerned about the wear and tear on his body at the five, but hell, I'd rather him play like twenty five to twenty eight minutes a game and them just sort of spread out amongst the the bigs. And you know, Maxi can play a little bit of switchable stuff on the outside, but like I, I, we can't have Powell and, and and KP together anymore. There's just there's no good reason for it. 
Nah, you'd, you'd hope that um, when he does come back, that uh, that Powell will go to the bench and be like the first big foot off the bench, and they'll start um, Maxi, considering how well he's shooting. Just that extra um, spacing for Luca and, and um, even Porzingis when he tries when he, you know does his his post up moves for whatever reason. Um, yeah. <laughs> spreading the floor will make it life a bit easier for him even. Um, as long as he makes freaking quick decisions and doesn't dribble it for 10 seconds and then tries to do some turnaround fadeaway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, we, I was pretty excited that Green's finally getting um, a chance to show his uh, potential and even his, his current ability to help the team. Um, as much as his scoring has been good, I think his defense has really um, been a big factor. Um, just uh, He seemed to do quite well against guys like Levine and DeRozan. Um, Levine had a, had a pretty rough game, but DeRozan yep. still... DeRozan, he, he seems to always make those sort of mid-range turnaround, doesn't care who's in front of him sort of shots. Um, yeah. There's only so much you can do with a guy like him, but stopping Levine from driving, I think, was one of the main keys for the game. I mean, two years ago, Levine came out... Or was it last year? No, it was, it was the game that sent them all into, like, COVID lockdown where Levine came out and scored 30 points in the first quarter. And it, I mean, he was just, he was a monster and it, it's like seeing him get locked up is pretty valuable. What do you think about, um, probably don't want to bring it up at the moment, but I'm in terms of because the team's playing well, but moving on uh, Hardaway, um, just to open up minutes for, for green and even um, Sterling been playing quite well. He's going to struggle to get minutes, I think, once KP's back in the rotation and they're still trying to give Green 20 minutes a game. Um, I'm not sure because at the moment what Tim's doing, you know, outside of the Houston game, which is, you know, is a great game, but it, it guys that are making the cases for minutes have to have to keep those minutes over people who have long-term reputations. Like, I appreciate Tim. Tim's been one of my favorite Mavericks the last two years, but – if other people are playing better and contributing to the to the way the team plays, you know, I, I want to say that the, Josh mentioned this on our podcast we just did, but I want to say like Green, um, Hardaway, Porzingis, and Luca's like three man net rating this year is like a negative eight. Like it's they they're just not playing. And so where are you playing Tim? Yeah, it, it, it's very. I want to see Tim Hardaway get out of this funk, but it's just it's not. He, he needs to he needs to make a case for it in a way that Green has made case for minutes himself. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting to see what kind of coach Kid is um, in the sense that because Hardaway he's getting these 25 minutes a game. He's only had like he's had a cup well, like one good shooting game the last five or so that I'm looking at, and if he's still playing like that, but he's still getting 25 minutes. And then they have to start reducing like Green and and, Brent and Sterling's minutes to give Hardaway his minutes. I think that'll be a bit of a detriment for kids' coaching style. But if he if he reduces Hardaway down to like fifteen minutes until he starts getting hot again, then I guess that'll be a good good idea of kid rewarding the guys that are actually performing over just the vets because they're you know he's making money and he's got a reputation. Right. Well, we'll see what they do. It, it's it's going to be it's going to be worth keeping an eye on, particularly with kind of the way 
you know, you don't want to be the guy that comes back. You know, this is where Porzingis coming back after his COVID thing is interesting. You don't want to be the guy that comes back and messes things up. <laughs> That's why it's like kind of nice to see Luca. You know, after having you know, he's had injuries, he's had COVID, and and he's not. You know, the winning streak started without him. So being able to play and, and, and win some games without him is, is important. And then, you know, just everybody coming together at the right time would be pretty valuable. Yeah. I'll throw you one, one trade for Hardaway um, before I head off. Because um, pe- pe- the rumor was the Pelicans actually tried to get him and offered him more money. So I'm wondering whether they can do a Hardaway for Hart and um, Peren Gomez. I'm not sure. I've had a number of people throw me things along those lines because there are a number of of um, Pelicans players I think we're all interested in, and Hart is not happy with his role, and Thomas Sadoransky is probably being – because, I mean, the, the Pelicans are just a train wreck. So it's it's kind of hard to say, to be honest. I, I'm so bad at trades. You know, it's funny. You said you, you don't want to – a couple of people have talked about, oh, we shouldn't really talk about the trades during the win streak. And I'm like, ah, I think this is when you got to talk about it the most. Because if, you know, you want to talk about these sorts of things, how do we improve the team? You don't want to only talk about these things, but talking about how to improve the team when things are going well is a much more realistic discussion when the team is under 500. Yep. Yeah. All right, Jared. Well, thank you very much for joining. Not a problem. All right. Have a good day. We'll talk soon. Okay, let's fly through. Harold, I know you've been waiting to get off a, a, a spicy take, which has the uh, the chat in um, mixed feelings. So, so why don't you go ahead? Hey, Kirk. Well, first, I just want to say great uh, to be on your show. First time for me. Um, but yeah, so I have been calling for KP to be traded now for like over a year. And what frustrates me the most is when um, at the end of last year, people will say, well, let's just wait for his trade value to go up. Let's wait for his trade value to go up, and then maybe we could trade him. Well, his trade value, I think, is slightly higher than it was at the beginning of the year, but he's played better than he did last year. So I, I strongly believe that now is the time to take advantage of this, okay? Because it's just like a stock. The stock is high. To trade his ass, all right? And we have been playing great without him. He he still he is a, a, a good rim protector at this point, but I don't know what I'm going to get out of him next year. Okay, I mean he's obviously he's injury prone. This is something that's been said a million times over, and it frustrates me the most because keep thinking when are the fans going to learn? When are you guys ever going to learn and be like, okay, maybe you know he he's going to get hurt again, folks. He's going to get hurt again, and um. Now's the time to trade him. The team plays is playing really good defense because their 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 lateral movement, their rotations are great. Um, when KP comes back, just like you said before, he can't he really can't play with Luca that well on defense. And then you put him with Tim Hardaway, forget it. The team's atrocious. Well, it, you guys saw it yourself. The beginning of every game this year, when you had the three of them on the floor, we were always down. You saw it with your own eyes. Your eyes are not lying to you. Trade KP. Appreciate the heat. Uh, Mike is a little bit muffled, but that's okay. Thanks for joining the show. I will say, um, just because I'm going to make it through a few more people because I want to go to bed soon. Thank you for joining, Harold. I hope you come back. Um, I will say the I, I tend to lean into this notion as well. Um, 
I don't like talking about KP anymore because I I am either really really heated or I'm way too forgiving, and it's just tough because when the when he plays well in the maps, like he hitting an open three just changes the way the offense goes, and I really like how his defense is played. I don't know, it's it's I don't really see anything that you're doing with him though that doesn't change the team's trajectory in a way that makes them worse in the short term, even though I understand what the long-term approach might be, you're not getting, you're basically, you're basically losing that trade in the short term at almost all because I mean, he makes so much money. So that's, that's part of it. Um, I understand the inclination though, but this, that has to be with almost every single person on this team. Uh, just because you're playing well right now does not mean you're going to play well always. We've seen this with like, we've seen this with this group of maps um, and we've also seen how bad they can be. So, I don't know, it's it's at least worth considering um, as much as, you know, it's probably not fun to talk about trades. Uh, you know, certain people hate trade stuff whenever things are going really, really well. Okay, Josh, welcome. Let's go. Hit that unmute button for us. I brought Josh up on stage too quickly. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, that, that um, two, two things real quick. I know you're trying to get out of here. I'm trying to get out of here, too. Um, that's the win. That is the win. I think that's a better win than than over the Warriors. I do too. Oh. Uh, KP, I disagree. I think that his trade value, he needs a full season into the playoffs to have trade value. And will he remain uninjured? Who the fuck knows? But, but he doesn't have enough value now. So I would just say that. And other than that, it's pretty simple. Thank, thank Desmond Bain for Josh Green's emergence and minutes equal confidence equal meeting your potential. And he seems to have potential and he's meeting it. And I think it's awesome. Uh, great win, guys. Hello to everybody. And thanks, Kirk. <laughs> sure thing, buddy. Thanks for joining. Sure. All right. Coming up next, Davis, how we doing? What's up, Kirk? How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining again. Well, a great win, first of all. Um, really just great defense all around again. Um, as a you know, green skeptic myself, I was very pleasant, pleasantly surprised. You know, actually, who he has reminded me of the last couple games is, uh, is Caruso in terms of like, just you know, super uh, balls to the ball on defense, and then just runs around on offense, tries to get offense rebounds, makes some plays. Um, so I actually think it's probably his. That's probably who he's most likely to become at his best is a Caruso type player. Um, in terms of how he impacts the game, I don't really see him. You know, being a star wing or you know a 15 to 20 points a game player um but if it you know become a caruso type impact on the on the game you know um that's that would that would be a great thing um it's it's funny though you know just he's had like two weeks of competent basketball and people are already like you know he fits on this team better than desmond bain does and it's (laughs) I've got it's funny. I, I always waffle on this because I never want to shit on somebody else's joy, though I occasionally can't help myself. And I will say it's like I just keep kind of coming back to I'm glad he's playing well. I'm glad he's yeah. playing well. And so it's I, like 
I, the tickets, Bob Sturm posted, he's like, what if Josh Green is good? And I'm just like, and it takes all of my being not to tweet and be like, he, he look at what the other guys have done. <laughs> but and I know that's just, it's not fair to Green. It's just not fair to Green. And so instead, I, I, I just want to take the little wins. And I think setting reasonable expectations is probably the key going forward. Like, he's not going to be a 30-game score guy ever. I, it, it just, it's not, that's not his game. His game is helping the team. And he even said that in the post game interview after the Rockets, where he's like, I don't care if I score zero or if I score 17, I want to help the team win. And that sort of attitude is going to help him continue to get minutes. And will also like the statistical contributions come as a result of that attitude. And it's, I'm just, I don't know where he goes. I don't know what the ceiling is, but it's fun. Oh, exactly. No, totally, totally agree. I think, uh, yeah, I think if he can become like a Caruso type player, I think I would be very happy with that, and I could get over, you know, overlooking Desmond Bain or passing up a couple other players at that point. For sure. And uh, one more thing uh, I like to mention is I think in the second half, where we went back to Luca centric offense basically with the high yeah. roll and and it was beautiful. And I we're hitting know, shots helps. Yeah, exactly. But like. It that totally helps, but it it's why right at the present with the way the roster is constructed, you it's we have to play like that just because I mean JB is great, um, but he has yet to prove himself in the playoffs, um, and I think people really the current roster needs a Luka centric offense, Luka handling the ball, finding open dudes. And if we hit the shot, we'll win. If we don't, we'll lose, but we'll just have to live with that. Um, you know, cause I think it's where we're most effective in that. Style, they, so. I still think they need to get cute with some of this stuff with Brunson though. Like, like make Luka set a screen, make Luka roll, just do that every now and again. Like it, it they're playing a little bit of, of, you know, my turn, your turn with him Brunson and sometimes the the off ball actions with Brunson's a little more complicated. You see Brunson catch the ball on the move a lot more than Luca does, yeah. and sometimes I think it's Luca's like decision where he like wants to catch it and size it up instead of catching it on the run. And Luca's just horrifying when he catches something off a dribble handoff. What are you gonna do? It's like I I totally agree, and it just and it's actually frustrating to see how much, how many times he posts up and gets the ball in the post and then just dribbles for you know. Up. Fade away and necessary. Like he's much better getting the ball above the, you know, above the three point line and working, you know, or catching the ball off a dribble handoff and actually getting in motion. And when he, when he starts posting up and, you know, and just triples the ball for 10 seconds only to take a fade away, that's when a Luca centric offense at its worst. So I know I totally agree. I think a combination of both is good, but really he's, you know, he's a maestro, you know, he, he sees things that other players just don't and we're at our best when he, you know, controls offense in my opinion, but you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm no Jason kid. So um, that's, that's all I got for tonight. And thanks for having me on. Sure thing. Talk soon. All right. A couple more folks, Jose, what's up, my guy. been a long, been a long time since you were at the, uh, you were at the dirt game. How was that? Man, it was, it was fun. It was uh, something I was very happy to be a part of because I wasn't able to go to uh, Dirk's retirement announcement game. And 
I just haven't been in American Airlines Center in three years. So it, it was really nice to finally be there. So shout out to Kenny and Preston for, for that. I really appreciated it. So what do you got for us tonight? Um, uh, I see a lot of discourse about who should be traded and, and whatnot. I mean, me personally, I really feel like Timmy doesn't fit this team. And uh, I also see discourse about how it might affect the locker room and whatnot. But, I mean, I'm I'm all for a player or two being traded if that brings a championship to Dallas. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that's what Luka wants. At the end of the day, as a fan base, that's what we really want is a championship. I mean, that, that's been my problem over the last couple of years is that we're holding on to guys for too long. And once you know it, we're in a situation where like, oh man, we, we have no assets. Mm-hmm. But, but when it comes down to it, you, you had to move these, these players if they have high value, low value. I mean, that, that's just the only way we're going to get somewhere as a team, as a, as a franchise. So really to to me anybody's anybody's tradable outside of Luca. I uh, love how Green is, is playing. I love how he's stepping up in his minutes. Uh I'm I'm having fun over these last couple of games just watching them hustle, watching them play defense. And it, it's amazing to see all the commentary about the the Mavericks defense. Mm. That hasn't been a thing in I don't know ever. how long. No, no. The word you're looking for is ever. Um, <laughs> right. I've been a fan of this team for a long time. Even in the 2011 series, it became evident how good their defense was, but that was not necessarily part of the the narrative. Right. And and I I know that uh, people don't like it. I I can't say that he's the greatest choice at, as a coach, but. His voice is resonating with with the players, and and I have to give him props for that, because whatever he's telling them, that little uh, Bronson kid uh, talk when he was wired, uh, they they really like kid, and I mean, it is what it is. We're on a six game winning streak. We play the Knicks next. Let let's just keep it going. And again, anybody's tradable, so. Let right. the the front office figure out what what needs to happen. Sure, sure. Well, thank you, Jose. Glad you had fun the night. All right, we'll talk soon. All right, Brett, what's up, dude? Oh, not much. Um, th- yeah, these this win and the Warriors win is probably the most optimistic I've been about this team in a while. Like when they were struggling at the beginning of the season, I was like pretty like checked out from, you know, getting emotionally invested in the games or in the season as a whole. Um, but the, but those two wins really kind of like pulled me back in. Um, and I was looking at some of the, some like the lineup stats and stuff. And like, I don't know, like, like, like the whole issue for me is like, like, as you were saying earlier, like when KP gets back, like how you integrate him back into the offense, because don't, because because I was at like the the first Bulls game in Chicago, and and that was that was oh one yeah, of those, that and 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 that was one of those where 
you know, in the first quarter, it was full of like running pick and rolling to keep you post ups and stuff. And like, I am just, I'm a, I'm assuming it doesn't come back, but also we haven't really seen the whole team together since like since around then. Yeah. And it's, it's been a, the, the sort of inclusion of how we get him back in is worth because it's like he was actually playing fine. He's I, I, I don't really yeah. – without Luka, he's played quite well. Um, it's he and Luka together when they've actually played quite well on offense, but maybe not necessarily – there's just not been – not been near as many of those games well, this, the last three years where they played good at the same time. Well, actually, I was going to say they actually have not played well on offense statistically this year. Compare because because KP can't hit a damn three. Yeah. Well, and I mean, Luca can't get past anybody. I mean, well, and, yeah, because the interesting thing is, because I was looking at like at like the, at that data, and I was like, I was expect, I was expecting them to have obviously like a bad rating, but I expected it to be like, you know, they score 110 points for for 100 possessions, and then they give up like 120. And actually, their defense is really good, or like pretty good together. Um, and it's it's most of the offense, which I think some of that is, like the, the hard part looking at any of that, any of those numbers for me this year is like, I have like. When did the like because with so many players missing and also the first mm-hmm. you know, the first you know thirty games of the season where the team shot like twenty percent from three like <laughs> like in, like I I just wonder what those numbers would look like if the team had shot even like what not like what the, I mean they shot really well today but just even just you know thirty five percent or whatever from three sure well they're getting the, they're getting to the rim more um, yeah. almost two more it's this is I can't have I talked about this already I I'm sorry. Two more shots a game just matters, and they've done it since Brunson and Luca have been playing together. It's really the last two weeks they during the win streak, and even going back to the the Kings game and, and a couple of games before it, they've they've just taken a couple more shots closer to the rim, which means a few less shots further away. And I think when they make, you know, it's like defenses light, lighten up, and it just it has this cascade effect when you're getting the rim. So yeah, and I feel like, and I do agree with what other people said about about Hardaway that. That to me is the like biggest decline from like last season to this season. It's just, I mean, because he's always you know a saloon door on defense. Like that's just mm-hmm. like that's just something that's never going to change. Um, and and like if he's not at least you know, I mean the thing is he can't be average on offense or he's a negative player. Like right in in, in the same way that someone like you know Trey Young is like a top five offensive player in the league. And he's like arguably not like like on the whole like like a pretty average player just because his defense is that bad like like Hardaway is not near that level of offensively good um, and so he can't be he, like he can't be getting you know starting he, he's not starting but he's still playing kind of starting minutes um, like like when that production doesn't like isn't there yeah no I agree I agree and and just Luca. Luca's capable of being better on defense because he's a smart player and yeah. he needs to focus. And I think he looks like, like I know I piss some people off about this. I get messages about it every time I talk about it. He looks better. He's still winded, but he looks better. Like his body looks better. Um, today, and now it's, today, this game with Luca, I was, um, I don't know. I was frustrated, like watching him play a lot of the time, actually. Like I felt like, over, like his scoring wise, obviously he was like wasn't making his shots, and he like didn't hustle back down the court and stuff like that. But he didn't like take himself out of the game like he sometimes does when he gets like that frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like someone 
like I, I I swear the broadcast said like he plays better when he's angry and like I don't think that's true. Like <laughs> I mean like like we remember when he plays when he's when he's fired up and plays well, but sometimes he gets really angry and then like can, did, does what he did kind of during like the bad part in like the se- in like the first quarter second quarter where he's like trying to post up and like missing those shots, which obviously like those are shots he'll make more often than not, but like. Every possession that he comes down and, like, decides before the possession that he wants to shoot a three. Like, kid or someone needs to sit him down and say, like, you can't go into any possession and, like, have already decided how you want it to end. You, yeah. can't, you can't just decide, we're going we're, we're gonna to run a pick and roll, get the switch, you get you on the center, and you're going to take a step back three. Like, that can't be your mind, his mindset. Because there are some times where I feel like, and obviously, like, that's a good shot for him, but, like, he, you can't, he can't just decide that. And it's, you know, to me, it's, like, very obvious when, like, he's made up his mind – before the possession, how it's going to end. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that a lot. Well, Brett, I'm glad this was uh, at least a more fun game than the yep. last Bulls game you went to. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks. thanks for joining. Talk soon. All right. Coming up next, Zach, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Long-time listener, first-time caller, so thanks for having what? me on. Um, so a couple of things. First of all, Kirk, congratulations as a member. Um, it sucks when your team is doing badly. So congratulations, you get a little bit of big time. <laughs> it does suck. Our, nobody, nobody and pays attention whenever the team is bad. Heart. And I say that from the bottom of my heart. Like right now, I'm playing NBA 2K with the 2003. Mask. So I'm like, I'm a mask fan. Love it. Um, so a couple observations. Number one. Luca played well tonight after he missed the shot after the great ball movement in the first or second quarter. Because um, he is like, yeah, I'm going to make that shot. And then he didn't. And he's like, all right, I got to like, I owe my guys the rest of the game that I'm going to play well. Right. Um, sec- second thing, um, Luca kind of spent his paycheck a little too quickly, right? So we've all gotten paid and we're like, yeah, I'm rich. And we spent on like stupid stuff. And then at the end of the month, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to eat ramen six nights. <laughs> finally has decided that um, he spent enough time, you know, dicking around in November and December. And he's like, all right, I got to focus now. You know, he kind of LeBron did. You know, LeBron kind of takes a couple possessions off on offense, um, you know, when he doesn't really need to. He really, he, I would say paced himself, but I think it's just lack of focus, which is something people have already said about different aspects of his game. Yeah, no, because he's he's gives you a little 2002 Shaq vibes where it's like, okay, because he's, he's, he's learned a lot of, I don't want to say the wrong lessons, but he, in three seasons of the league, he's learned that he doesn't need to be at his physical peak to kick the shit out of everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's the victim of his yes. success. I mean, it, it's beautiful to watch because he's such a great player, um, the question is going to be, and maybe Kid has gotten to him, another caller said this, said, you know, Kid has talked to Luca about every win matters. Like, you win 16 against you, is going to be scared, and they're going to play worse. And I think we, you know, I don't want to be too early, but something like that. Like, I say start of next year, like start of, uh, start of season 2022, we're looking at a Mavs team that's just going to be Luca highlights and Luca excellent gameplay because I think, and we saw Dirk do this too. But Dirk wasn't as public with this. You know, we saw Dirk finally realize that he could take over. Yeah. Team before that. 
And there's, you know, we are so lucky as Mavs fans to have, you know, Derek for so many years and Luca, who really seems to have a similar mindset. Yeah, like free agent Twitter, you know, Kirk, uh, thank you for being on Twitter so that I don't have to. <laughs> You're welcome. That's basically, you know, all I have to say. I just, I love your content. I've always wanted to be on. Um, and I just, I appreciate you. And, and you know, gosh, basketball's fun when the team is like doing it. well. Oh my You're God. right. It is I fun. When it's not. You should come back. We, we, you should particularly come back after a spicy loss when we're all in here like, we like after we work through being upset, it's usually just jokes for half an hour. When the when the Lakers beat the Mavs, you know, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was texting with a, with a Lakers fan friend of mine. Just the worst people, Lakers fan friends. Mid, midway through the hey, Nick getting sad, right? So midway through the third quarter, like when the Mavs were doing well, I texted him like, "Mavs are gonna lose," like, and I don't want to talk to you. And so lost. <laughs> And, and after that, I texted him. I was like, I don't want to talk to you until the new year. And like, we didn't. He called me on January first, and he was like, <laughs> Yeah, feeling a bit better. And, you know, I, I'm just, I'm thankful. I'm thankful the Mavs are good uh, for at least a little bit, um, because there have been plenty of bad teams that have had good runs. And so I'm just trying to be in the moment. Uh, and, and now I'm rambling because I'm just excited to be on the show. So no, it's good. That's what this is for. This is rambling because otherwise the people who don't like basketball in their lives have to hear this crap, and then they get annoyed with us. So, yeah. all right, Jack, I hope you come back. All right, thanks, Kirk. Be well. Bye. All right, guys, great time as always. Sorry I wasn't here after the um, after the Houston one. I actually went to my high school to watch the team play. Um, I went to Coppell High School, and um, that was where I played a thousand years ago. And I watched a game that finished with a uh, fracas of sorts that resulted in 13 technical foul shots. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it on a basketball court, so that was fun. All right, team, uh, everybody be good. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday, if not at some point during the week, maybe Tuesday afternoon. Who knows? Um, oh, yeah, and my high school stats for whoever asked, I was a big, fat garbage can. Um, I played a lot, but I didn't do shit. Uh, very, um, but like, like, nobody on the maps has, like, like zero stat lines. Like, that was me. Stop their uh, screens and taking charges. Very Brian Cardinal-esque. All right, guys, this has been fun. Subscribe. Um, tell your friends about the show. I really love it when we have new people come in here next uh, Wednesday. I'll make sure to try to look for new names. I didn't do that very good tonight. Uh, and everybody have a good start to your week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.